hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Saved by the Belial, an atrocious Ultraman podcast. The show where we normally only have three minutes to talk about an episode of Ultraman, but not tonight. I'm David. I'm Bonus Chris. And joining us is Bonus Alex. How are you doing, Bonus yes. Alex? Uh, I'm an extra piece of Alex, just not quite as good. Oh, <laughs> delightful. Which piece were you? <laughs> you can have too much of a good thing. Let's just yeah. say that. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode yet, Alex is now our resident comic guy. So he discussed issues one through five of the Rise of Ultraman. Shoot, do we have to pay him? I uh, hope not. If he's our resident, in, if he's our scholar in residence. Mm. I mean, mm. he's going to yeah. get more right. listeners to this episode than he does his own show. So that's payment, oh. right? Yeah, I'll listen to it. Henry is the only person I know that insults me like this. Oh man, I'm Henry sorry. and David. Let the record show it wasn't me. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the episode yet, make sure you do so. We had a good time chatting about the Marvel uh series Rise of Ultraman, and we are excited to get into trials whenever uh we find it's the right time to do it. Because I think we're on what, like issue three or four right now. So still got a little bit to go. But uh, as a recap, Chris, I think you uh, wanted to take the lead here. Yeah, we talked about this thing called Monsters versus Men. What the heck is that? Never heard of it before. I don't know. It's not all that great, but it's... uh, I feel better. (laughs) It's a it's a humble little podcast uh, mm. about where me and my co-host Eric, who's been on the show, uh, we go through monster movies one week at a time. Currently, we're going through the 21st century. We've gone through Godzilla, Gamera. Uh, I don't know what's next. It's something me and Eric have been ruminating on. It'll it'll be exciting, whatever it is. We we'll, might keep it modern for right now. That would be fun. Um, and we're also kind of eagerly awaiting Evangelion to find out a release date for that so we can do a series on that because that's a lot to dive into. And I think it'd be different for us. As long as you don't <laughs> do End of Evangelion, I will listen. We will We will do End of if we do do it. Because we'll do so the series. We'll do end of. <laughs> Does we'll Scarlett do Johansson play Shinji in it? Yes. Whoa. That's the exact one that I'm talking about. <laughs> That's crazy. We're like on the same wavelength. Uh, didn't we make that joke hey, last time, Hey, so I have another too. question. <laughs> I have another question about this show. Oh, okay. All right. Why should people get $5 a month to your Patreon? Well, at $2, they can get all our bonus content. Uh, but but the that's all they get, and they get it a week late. If they put do $5, then they get our show's and the bonus content one week early before everybody else. And they get voting rights and all kinds of stuff like that. You know what? They may they may actually even get voting rights for two dollars. So I'm not gonna not gonna say that that's exclusive to that. But five dollars you still get five. You're getting everything early. And you know, you get to contribute to things early. Like you you'll you'll know what's happening a little bit earlier. You can keep up with the Joneses, the news, everything. Unlike all these all these freeloaders over here 
I'm, I'm sorry. You're everybody. not pointing at I'm me. Just I know that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, see, I know because you don't listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. for free. So, uh, but yeah, so spend some. If you if you feel like our we do a good job, we pretty much just try to recoup our costs over there. It's that's really all it amounts to. We're not really uh we're not really cashing out over at MVM, which is <laughs> okay. Because that's not why we do it. The, the podcast is entirely a way for me and Eric to keep up despite living six hours away from each other. And it's been a great way because we, we talk a lot more than we ever would have. So how do you explain the three Rolexes on your wrist? Oh well, damn. you weren't those weren't supposed to come into frame. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's recording uh, from his tesla right now yeah i was like i heard you took out a lease on a Rolexus. uh that was an inheritance okay, okay. <laughs> hey you know i okay i can't discriminate against that so but yeah we are excited that you are uh jumping on for this one like we said in the rise of ultraman episode just with the logistics we had already recorded one episode we were recording that episode and we're like, we are not recording in a bonus episode. We are going to bed. So a few weeks later, not together. Here we are not together. Yeah, no, not together. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, you know, <laughs> just in case Valerie listens. All right. <laughs> anyway, we just, uh, we thought we'd talk a little bit more, just kind of Ultraman peripheral, just some other stuff as well. I've got some interesting questions, but, uh, Really, I think the people want to know what got you into Ultraman. Was it the podcast itself or like, is it something you were familiar with beforehand? Because obviously you were more of like, a, you liked Godzilla and some other Toku adjacent stuff before the podcast. Mm-hmm. It, you did blip out for just a second on my end. Did you ask? Stupid Thanos. I, I heard, I, I heard <laughs> most, <laughs> I heard most of the question. But I, was it? Yeah, what got you? How did I get into Ultraman? Even though, like you know, I, you knew that I liked Godzilla. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think all credit or most credit probably belongs to two places. Uh, my the time of my entry into the kaiju community mm-hmm. and Mill Creek's drop of the set, um, of the initial sets. It, I because I had seen Ultraman as a kid. Uh, okay, and it did. It's kind of funny about it, is I, I did see Ultraman as a kid, but what I recommend what I recognized as Ultraman was actually Gridman, which I found <laughs> out later. Um, That's amazing. Because I was like, yeah, I got this Ultraman toy. I was like, when I started watching the show, I was like yeah, I got this Ultraman toy. It turned out I had, had a Gridman toy, um, and I had a lot of Gridman uh, of the other figure, like the uh, the monster figures. They're so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, um, but. Then a few years ago, <laughs> I was actually watching Hulu. I actually tried to get into the series mm-hmm. back when it was on. It, it was dubbed on Hulu. <laughs> okay. And I tried to I tried to watch it, and it just really didn't jive with me at the time. Mm-hmm. I think it just was not what I was looking for. And this is the original series. And so huh. then uh, a little while ago, you know, we started this podcast, this monster movie podcast and, you know, getting wrapped up in the excitement with the, com- you know, this brand new community and the drop of Ultraman during the peak fervor of what was like our Showa era that we were going through with Godzilla. Mm-hmm. It was like just 
the perfect recipe for me to finally get into it and invest myself. And, and I sure did. Like, I started with Ultra Q because I'm a completionist. I have to start things from the beginning. It yeah. kills me. Um, if I could have watched this entire series from the beginning, I would have. But alas, that's not currently possible mm. but legally. Um, <laughs> and so I watched that. And then I, mo- I plowed through Ultraman and then Ultra 7 in no time. But then I eventually started old return of Ultraman, but we know yeah, how that I'm went. still on hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, I watched the, when I ran out of seven, like when I got done with seven, I was done. Cause I was still waiting for a return. Mm-hmm. And so I went through the modern series. I, I didn't have access to zero to start with like, the new generation stuff or where I think that's what it's called. And I, I started, you know, Ginga S X orb orb origins Geed, And I still haven't watched R and B. Or whatever it's called, R and B. No, like, it's R and B on the show. Yeah, <laughs> technically it's yeah. Rube, but you know. yeah, yeah. And then eventually I did watch Zero, which is just a, a great time. I can't wait for that set to come out for oh, everybody I know. else. Well, dude, it's only uh, it's it's barely over a week now. By the when is we're that recording, how far away it is? yeah, it's uh June fifteenth. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I tell you what, what was an, a nice event for to be on Twitter was Z getting oh, to watch man. a show weekly with everybody was a really fun experience. Yeah. I have to say it really heightened the enjoyment of that. Uh, it was, that, that was a really great time. Yeah. yeah. I, I still think shows like that and like WandaVision and stuff like that, even Mandalorian just solidify why these shows need to be weekly. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping and praying when Singular Point comes out that Netflix will do it weekly. I just I don't see if they drop it all at once, it's just not gonna sustain that hype. The the only show that Netflix drops weekly is there's a there's a couple there's a couple of them, but they're all reality shows. Oh man. Okay. That's a bummer. Are you yeah. saying that Singular Point isn't a reality show? Well, you know, I haven't seen it, and I've been trying to be blacked out on it, so maybe it is. Maybe these are just like anime one avatars of everybody jumping <laughs> 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 oh, Can't man. trust yeah. anyone with an anime avatar. No. Yes, that's right. That's why I have one right now. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> that one actually did know that when I said that. <laughs> no, I, I still think it's true. Yeah, no, I do. I do too. Um, plus, don't put I, me on the being mean to Alex list. And that's still just Henry and David. I'm gonna go ahead and like sour everybody that's listening to this opinion of me that the Ultraman anime that's on Netflix, I absolutely love. Like, like Ooh. it's one of my favorite pieces of Ultraman media. Yeah, I I've told I you why I don't like it anymore. Right? You did, and, yeah, and it's got me wanting to read more into the manga because I know you yeah. sent me the first two volumes, mm-hmm. and now I want to read more. Yeah, so you know, to clarify, I still think it's good for what it is. It's just when it comes to these manga Bad. anime adaptations, I normally don't care, but this time around, there's just enough where I'm like. It wouldn't have been that hard. I mean, I get you don't want to do a one for one, but then it's like a a one for fifty-eight. I'm like, no. <laughs> Give oh, me at man. least like a twenty-seven. 
David David's one of these. The book's always better. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Actually, no, I I still think the Lord of the Rings movies are better than the books. They're so much more enjoyable. There's no Tom Bombadil. Interesting. (laughs) With a name like that, you know you're missing out. Yeah. Now, I will say the Hobbit book is much better than the movie. There's there's no way around it. Mm, yeah, there, there, there's. I always, I am always impressed when a movie can be better than the book. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the people are gonna hate me again for this one. I actually like the Watchmen uh, movie with Zach, that Zack Snyder did his extended cut of it. I think it's great. I actually think the ending is better than the books. Does it have the Ooh. octopus? It does not, which is why I think it's better. <laughs> I have neither seen nor read it. Um, Alex, I forgive you for your anime opinion. Well, I forgive you for your Ultraman anime opinion. I'd like you you to reconsider. Well, I haven't seen it. Um, I'd like (laughs) you to reconsider your GT opinion. That's all I have to say. What, that I like it right now? Oh, you do like it. I So, yeah. So, like you all said, we we had a record on separate nights. And I'm 29 episodes into GT, and I'm really liking it right now <laughs> is that <laughs> super 17 yet what'd you say is that super 17 yet or where are you at i'm not to super 17 i'm to baby uh baby has corrupted the entire world he's corrupted all the sands goku i'm in the middle of episode 29 goku is on his back and it's like there's no way out he just baby just got the yellow frills and stuff oh, yeah, on, yeah. on vegeta and so i'm like i'm ready I'm, that I don't didn't know feel like it was that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've got it pulled up. Um, so I'm super, I'm excited to see where it goes. But I'm on board GT now. Like I'm like now. I think the first five episodes really drug it down for me, and I f- now feel like it's found its footing. It feels more like a Dragon Ball adventure. Mm-hmm. And I'm really liking that aspect of it. And when there are fight scenes, there is zero bloat. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Because there's no there's no manga to adapt. So Yes. And that's really nice. Now, I know what happens at the end of the series and reading the ending, I'm like, that's really stupid. But the ending of Z wasn't that great either. No. So <laughs> in the last saga, I think it was actually really good Dragon Ball too. So uh the last this last the last, no, saga, the last uh, one of GT. Okay, okay, good. So. Good. Cause I cause I I know every character in it because I've played all the games and oh, stuff. Oh and totally, stuff. yeah. I've seen all the different Shinrons right. and all this stuff. Oh, so I, forgot I just don't that's know how, how it they, plays out. But and so I haven't actually seen how they actually work into the story, though. I think I'm it just, works. I think it works well, honestly. You, you do like the? Do you yeah. like the ending? Uh, uh, the ending is fine. I think I just mean the different Shenrons work in well. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited. I, I I'm all on board. This is really refreshing. I'm shocked. <laughs> Alex, your anime opinions are accepted. Yes. Yes, I, I do feel like a black sheep. I know it. I mean, I've always kind of felt like that, but <laughs> I do feel like a black sheep online being like, GT's good now. <laughs> <laughs> GT's good, question mark? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm hoping it 
I'm hoping it stays good. We'll see. But I don't. It, it feels like it's just in a good spot right now. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hopeful. Um. So you kind of said Z, but like, what's kept your attention for Ultraman? And like, what series are the standout series? So. I think for me, what's really kept it more fresh is going back and forth between modern and Showa, mm-hmm. uh, especially at this stage, because the eras do both do things that are better than the other. Because um, I, I was getting burnt out on occasion with both Showa and New Gen until I started mixing it up a bit. And, and I'm currently kind of in a lull right now, uh, but you're all show. I'm waiting for you all to get to the stuff I haven't touched yet, and then yeah. I can't wait. Like, because it's gonna make me watch it. <laughs> it's gonna force me to get into it. Um, but what I what I really like is the the series that focus on the human stories mm-hmm. more than anything else. Like, yes, I love the monsters, I love their wacky designs, and it is why I come to Ultraman. Right. But at the end of the day, it's these oddball episodes that make me love certain series. Uh, the one that always comes to mind is the Ultraman, original Ultraman series, uh, the, the Skydon episode. It fell from the sky, I think it was called. A gift from the and, sky. Yeah, it came from the sky. And it is so funny. And it is, I would, I would like more of that. Mm-hmm. But, Overall, I think my favorite series so far, even though it does, like a lot of people say, highs that have highs and lows, it's got to be Ultra Seven, actually. Which I had a feeling you, you're going to say well, that. Seven? You're predicting. There is just a lot of creativity, but yeah. it is missing some really big questions in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Like it, it, do, it does have a couple of episodes relegated to it, but. I feel like it experiments quite a bit. Even when it misses, I feel like it's trying something. But I know that a lot of people complain that they think it feels samey, which is interesting because I don't quite feel that way during it. I don't either. It, it is drastically different, but I'm right there with you. Like some of the best episodes of Ultra Man, hands down, come from. Ultra Seven, like the targeted town, or I guess the Mark Town, is an incredible episode. But then yes. there's a few where I'm like, well, I guess it is a Jisoji episode, so go figure. But um, yeah. then you have some of these other ones where you're like, can I just skip this? <laughs> well, you, I, there, there, there's the yeah, I mean, but there's the episodes where they fight tiny tanks and planes. There's the one where you get the the shadow, like the shadow people. Or you get the tiny little monster in the snow. I forgot his name. Uh, but there's just, there's just so God. much fun to be had. Now, a show like X was kind of creeping up there for me. I really, I mean, mm-hmm. I do, I really do like X. But it was asking all these kind of big questions about what these different, I guess, some of the ethics behind it, which is what I would really like. Because one of the things I do like about Ultraman original series is that I feel like Ultraman's a bad guy for a good chunk of the show. I remember you saying <laughs> that on NVM plus and I'm like, you're not necessarily wrong. 
Well, and, and and that all comes to a head with the uh, why am I blanking on him? Uh, Godzilla with the frills. Uh, yeah, Giras. That all comes to a head with the Giras episode where you see Ultraman just brutally murder this monster, like <laughs> not even trying, and he plays with him. And then there's an arc there where I feel like I see that actually quite a bit, whether it's intentional or unintentional. But X asks all these interesting questions that I really liked, but I don't feel like it executed on it. But Z, (laughs) but Z goes into that Red King arc where it's like he's worried about the babies and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And there's like this really interesting question about what's right and what's wrong. And those are the elements that really bring a series up for me, even if I don't feel like they nail it half the time. Hmm. I, I do appreciate that they at least try. They get the conversation started, and sometimes that's all you need, you know? Yeah. 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 So, s- seven and of new generation, I would probably say, you know, maybe X or Z, mm-hmm. I think, would probably be my favorite so far. Yeah. I love X. I, I'm really excited for Chris to see it. I think Daichi is a wonderful protagonist. I think the yes. whole patrol team, they just work so well. Each of the characters, I mean, apart from like the, there's like two minor ones, but like all of the major characters with uh, Zio, like they, you have reasons to care for them. Right. And you yeah. don't, but like you didn't really get that with the first, I don't think. I mean, Granted, it was the first show. I get that. But that is the thing I really like about these newer generation shows is they do a really good job of making you care and invest your emotions in the patrol teams, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I like it when they experiment and don't have patrol teams. Oh, like yeah. Like Jeed and Orb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, really nice. Or they kind of do. It's just it's it's different enough to yeah, not be but your standard. It's like three ragtag kids. Yeah. Like, oh, I yeah, love it. I really like that. Yeah. Actually, I Same. like what I like about Orb is that the science team is not visible. Mm-hmm. You only it's just the uncle and he's the tie to the real science team that's just not present in the yeah. whole show, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so. Very cool. You know, you've, you've talked about the things that you like about Ultraman, but what mm. are the things that you not wish... Not to be Ultra- negative. Not, not negative, Chris. <laughs> but, like, what do you wish that <laughs> Ultraman would do or incorporate? Like, if you if you're able to sit down and be like, hey, I'm a white man. I'm going to tell you how to do this show. What would you tell them? <laughs> Listen, how, how would you How would you uh, colonize Ultraman? Oh God! <laughs> um, so <laughs> you know, I, I think I will have to be a little bit negative because one of my least favorite aspects of mm-hmm. New Generation is all the forms the new Ultraman take in order yeah. to make a fat stack of cash off kids. <laughs> like they—they they are, and, and I wouldn't have a problem with the transformations. And the making because I'm a cat. I'm a capitalist. I'm all about making money. I get it, you know. Mm-hmm. But they these transformations are completely unearned uh, for the most part. Uh, like sometimes we'll get one of those where they bond to a level where they evolve, mm-hmm. right? 
and they, they really they they hit relationship goals and they finally <laughs> ascend um which which I do like those but it just feels like it happens most of the time out of convenience and for money purposes and it really gr- like it really grinds my gears actually yeah, pun intended <laughs> and, and that is no. one of the you know when you have to i guess when bandai really saved him that's kind of one of the things that's like they help dictate how the show goes you know yes and and that's that's the that's the other criticism i guess that could be had with needing money needing to make money off people is that you got to do this in a show yeah right to, to keep it relevant and you know unless they find other avenue streams which maybe one day they will, and they'll experiment. You know, if it becomes so successful, it'll allow for experimentation, and we'll get some shows that, like, from what I hear, Nexus and stuff like that, that do things a bit different. Now, something I, I, that I like to, that I would like to see is something that I actually like about Shonen anime. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that we brought this up already. Like Dragon Ball Z, My Hero, Naruto, things like that. And they still, and we're going to steer this message towards young people since this is for young people. And it's, and I think it actually applies to us as well, but these shows work because, you know, Ultraman, I think we could all agree is probably about teamwork, compassion, forgiveness, things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the, the mental characteristics of the characters, but we don't get much in terms of physical. Like, there's no me- message to be fit and trained to become better. Not usually. That's mm-hmm. something of a message, especially. I, and, and maybe this is con- show I like, considering my age, but that's a message that I saw delivered very effectively when I was growing up by DBZ. But uh, I saw people who, men and women, but predominantly men. Uh, you know, DBZ is imparting this drive, the need to train to be better, to physically push yourself to like level up. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see this aspect pushed more. Uh, I'd mm. like to see our Ultraman or our main character go outside and train and like, <laughs> Touch like really, like really put themselves to the test. And no, I'm not talking about like Go from Return of Ultraman jumping over a jumping over a ditch yeah that's not training I mean, yeah so and that's you do get a little bit of that like in the zero movie obviously you get that and the uh the ginga s movie show and hikaru had to train together which chris i did not bring it up in our episode i wasted our 50 shades joke because show and hikaru are literally handcuffed together and show doesn't have a shirt on like if that's, that's not fanfic saying, material i don't know what is there's um, so much slash fiction. Yeah. But no, I mean, you're not wrong. That's that well, isn't something I, you see very often. That way these transformations are earned and you can still make your money off of the new transformation, but mm-hmm. at this point it's just I killed a monster last episode. It's going to turn me into something new this episode. Yeah, it's so <laughs> I collected a, a little star or yeah, I defeated this monster and I got a card. Yeah. Yeah, it, I and yeah, I love I the transformations. Like they look cool. They got new powers. Like what's mm-hmm. not to like? I I would just like it to be earned. 
Yeah. No, I, I think that's actually, I, I would definitely love to see how they could incorporate that. Cause I don't think you would have to lose the transformations and the, the toyetic element of it, but it does have something that's more of a, how are they bettering and progressing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Or even just using that. wits, you know, out, out thinking these months. Are, are we the, still yeah, talking about well. 50 shades here? Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, another, I want to pull from Shonen again, just because why not? But My Hero Academia, the main characters, like, yes, he's strong, but he's he usually wins because he's smarter than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Because he's doing things completely unexpected. And we do sometimes see some an element of that in a fight, but it, it's typically kind of brute forced uh, in a lot of ways. I don't feel like Ultraman is outsmarting his opponent as much as just overpowering. Well, that's why he's Ultraman and not Ultra Thinker. <laughs> Ultraman. I think, therefore, I am though. I so I think, I therefore, I Ultraman. But again, <laughs> but in Ginga S, there were actually several moments like that. So I mean, I do see what you're saying. I just think there are moments like that. It's just, of course, it's not going to be every single one. So no. But yeah, yeah, I can see that. How do you feel about upcoming series or movies such as Shin Ultraman, sequel to Shin Godzilla, <laughs> or the new Netflix Ultraman movie, which I have affectionately called Ultramandalorian? Oh, wow. And okay. don't uh, forget, it's the prequel to Shin Kamen Rider. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the weirdest trilogy I've ever seen. <laughs> Maybe you haven't seen how they, oh, t- you know how they go together. Um, it's actually got an Evangelion reference too. Um, Shinji is named after this trilogy. Yeah, he's named. Get after in the theater, this Shinji. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have an unpopular opinion. Oh, go figure. Of Shin Ultraman, I think the CG is dodgy, and the monsters look like they're made out of a hard plastic, even though they are CG. Um, I the updated trailer I looks think, better. What do you think? The updated trailer looks a little bit better. Uh, I did catch that recently, and I, I watched it on my bigger TV, and I was like, "This is the it's the exact same trailer, right?" And it looks it just <laughs> looks better. Yeah, they, right? there's, I think maybe a scene or two different, but it's a little bit more polished CGI. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I thought the CGI would most likely be cleared up. And yeah, I complained about the look of the trailer, but I, I, honestly, that part doesn't really matter to me. Uh, if the movie itself is great, mm-hmm. I really won't care that much about CGI because it, it won't be bad enough to really affect the experience. And no. So it doesn't have to be flawless. And I, again, I do think it will be excellent. I think Shin Godzilla is probably my favorite Godzilla movie. So as long as this is like a fresh interpretation of the character, then I'm, I'm totally down yeah. for Shin, Shin Ultraman. Shin Ultraman. Um, Shin. <laughs> As for the upcoming Netflix movie, which I saw was directed by Shan Tindall, who did the animation for Coraline and Kubo, which is yes. incredible. Yes. Mm. Uh, and then it's also co-directed by John Oshima, which I'm not f- familiar with his work. I know he did something with Gravity Falls, but mm-hmm. um, I 
I hope that this means we're going to get a film with an interesting visual flair, where which we're seeing a real rise in. With like, I mean, yeah, we can go back to Nightmare Before Christmas, but Kubo really put this interesting flair. Things like Sony Pictures is actually killing it with movies like uh, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse and Mitchell's versus the Machines. Like they're they're really doing some good work out there, and I think we're on the cusp of getting some really fresh animation projects. And I think this looks like it's going to be one. I think I saw the, there's an image out there and they said that this is going to be the style that this is in. Mm-hmm. And it looks great. If yeah. This is really how it's going to be. Uh, I think it'd be really cool. I hope the story has a bit of a darker, a slightly darker tinge to it. I, I still want it to be family friendly. Uh, but I would like some real stakes yeah. there. Something that we don't really get in the main series. Uh, sometimes I feel like, like we kind of know that most of the characters mature. are going to live. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit, but I still, again, I still want it to be family friendly, but if it, if it does hit PG 13, fine. I just want, I just want a unique interpretation of the character. Like Ultraman is at a point where they, I feel like they need to do some weird things with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, g- keep your main series going uh, in, in Japan on TV, but like like Shin, do something weird. Do something weird in the, at Netflix. Yeah. Just let, let's get weird. And that's what I love about Singular <laughs> Point, though. I was talking to someone else. I was actually talking to Corey about it, and it's just it's so unique that i think it's going to bring in people to the old uh, the godzilla franchise that normally wouldn't be because it, it's a show that if you're familiar with godzilla you're obviously going to pick up on things but like i think there will be people who will enjoy this anime more because they don't know who godzilla is or are not as familiar so that's what i'm hoping with this mm-hmm. uh, this netflix film is that we actually do see something that would inspire not just new fans, but creativity. Because like anything, if you just keep doing the same thing over and over, it's just, it gets stagnant, it gets stale. And I just, mm-hmm. that's the one thing I, I do feel like Ultraman by and large has done a good job of avoiding personally. As I've gone back, because yeah. I'm watching uh, Tiga right now to get prepared for Trigger. And I'm like, this is an amazing show. As far as I know, there's not a single monster in Tiga that you would see in a mainline Ultraman show, right? So that's what I think is cool. Like, they're almost kind of Lovecraftian in a way. And I'm like, ooh, this is fun. Like, awesome. they're very unique. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm all on board for There's that whole risks. era right there where you have raved about everything in oh, that yeah. area. And yeah. I cannot wait to get to it. Yeah, Tiga, <laughs> so far, I'm about 10 episodes in. It's been phenomenal. Uh, Mabius is probably still my number one, and then Nexus is right behind it. And then, you know, we are getting Mega Monster Battle. That's the one that's coming out here in like a week, which that's a very different kind of show, but I've still heard Mm -hmm. really good things about it. So, yeah, you get just a little taste in that first Zero movie of Mm -hmm. what that is, what that show is. Yeah. Uh, I really want to see what that one's about. So. Mm Alex, you've you've mentioned getting burned out a few times. Um, yeah. Do you think it's because of the frequency of what you watched? Is it the genre itself? And maybe you have some advice for people that uh, are feeling similar, right? They're just like, I like this stuff, but 
it's just, I need a palate cleanser. I need something different. I mean, is that just kind of our tendency now of binging through things and that just happens or what do you think it was? It's, it's a little bit of everything you just said. <laughs> so cop out. Cause I absolutely love Ultraman. Like I, I'll critique it all day. I'll say the things I don't like, but that's because I just want more and I just want <laughs> different takes on it. Because I absolutely love Ultraman. I think it's a wonderful time. Anytime I've got it on, like mm-hmm. I am like at peace. <laughs> it, it's great. Um, but there there is a bit of a monotony issue with the series sometimes. Um, where it can feel it almost too samey. Like mm-hmm. we're we're padding time. Like Z was guilty of this. He as much as I love Z, Z was like. Yeah, we've got a story arc going, but we we got like four episodes to meander a little bit. So we're just going to pad time. And sometimes the show gets guilty of that. But honestly, that's not really what burned me out on it. Uh, it's really more like what <laughs> I just consumed too much Japanese media all at once. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I, when I first started the stuff, I was going through... Uh, Godzilla and Gamera and when I wasn't watching those I was watching Ultraman and when I wasn't watching Ultraman I was trying to get into Kamen Rider yeah I was gonna say I I thought Kamen Rider was in there too yeah and when I wasn't watching Kamen Rider I was watching anime and I wasn't watching dubbed anime which immediately makes sense (laughs) you know you're reading reading subtitles. yeah yeah Yeah. which I I don't have a problem with clearly Mm -hmm. I've watched plenty of Ultraman and everything else but it, it does kind of, it accumulates. It, it doesn't feel like, you know, everyone's been burned out on something. Everything is going great. And then you have that day where you're like, yeah, I just can't do it today. And then that snowballs into several months. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's really what a lot of it is. Um, I will say as Mill Creek drops more stuff, I do get a little more overwhelmed, but it's also beginning to drive me to want to watch more. And mm-hmm. your all show is going to be driving me to watch more because uh, I'm telling you, I, I need that kick because I'm in the middle of Kuga mm-hmm. and I'm very early on in the original series of Common Rider. And I just, I'm just at a point where I just can't keep going, but everyone's telling me like, go. Keep going. And we're getting new Common Rider series soon. So I feel like I'm getting ready to get jolted back into it. Uh, but I just need to get there. And we're getting Gridman on Blu-ray. I mean, come on. Which I am so excited. I got five episodes into it before I canceled my Toku <laughs> subscription. So I haven't watched it since. It'll finally match your toy. Yeah, it'll <laughs> finally match my toy. Which I'm just gonna go ahead and say those Gridman monster designs because I've seen them later in the series. They're so awesome. Oh, they are. They absolutely are. I just the only thing I'm concerned about is the subs that they've had for that show are absolute garbage. So I'm praying <laughs> that Mill Creek does not just reuse those same ones. I'm. <sighs> I mean, worst case they do, or they just say mon- uh, monster. Yeah. <laughs> Mustenter. Oh yeah, that's that's probably one of my favorite parts about our show now is reading through the episode descriptions and we'll like stop and the other person says, Nope, just read it. 
I've yeah. never seen so. I'm still baffled that 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 many typos made it through the Ultraman release. Just oh, wait until you listen to our the one we just recorded. It's so bad. Oh my god! I think <laughs> oh, it's no. legitimately every single one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there I'll, were two that stopped me in my tracks. <laughs> there's an intern over there having a blast. <laughs> I know, like that's someone actually... plugged something into Google. Someone plugged something into Google Translate and didn't clean it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a comment like, on the movie. I didn't say it, but it was in my notes. I'm like, I would happily for free, not just proofread the notes in the booklet, but like proofreading the subtitles. Like, because throughout the show, it's Leppy. And then in the movie, his name now is Reppy. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, Chris, I left you a comment on your, uh, your question. I don't know. If you I just... unfortunately saw it. <laughs> Um, okay. All right. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't know if I can, uh, in a battle between Ultraman, Ultraman regular Godzilla and the space women who wins. Well, if the space women are there, the space women win every time. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if they are not there, (laughs) You know what do you mean if <laughs> they are everywhere? Yeah, well they're everywhere, but sometimes they gotta go uh, teach a boy about puberty. Like, like is oh my, my theory on what happens at the end of that film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only <laughs> the birds and the turtles. Yeah, the only thing hurting Ultraman in a fight between him and Godzilla is his timer. I feel mm-hmm. like like. Godzilla's a behemoth. He's a tank. He's going to be taking hits for a long time. Uh, Because if he didn't have the timer, I think Ultraman would win hands down just because of his power set. But I think Godzilla's sheer power over three minutes, I don't think he can be beat three minutes. So I'm going to say Godzilla. What if Ultraman shot a space beam in his throat like Kong did that tree? Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think you could do that. It up. Like you open up his mouth, but then he has to do this. Yeah, yeah, because he can't hold his mouth. What if he's roaring? He, he just. Be- <laughs> I think if an Ultraman's gonna beat him, it would be Ace because he would rough him up a bit, and then he would literally cut him in half. Like Ace is the most brutal Ultraman of all time. So <laughs> I've seen some of the videos. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. What? Which Ultraman do you think would have the most problem with his corns? With his corns? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I want to go with the old... I mean, the original, I mean, it's a, it's a lame answer, but did you see how he, how much he takes care of his face half the time? Can mm-hmm. you imagine how the feet care he does? That's true. I just realized we missed a chance to make a Shin Ultraman joke when Shin was Ultraman. Uh... Anyway, let's talk about Marvel. All right. Because <laughs> we always say they come back to this. Transition. Yeah. Um, so we already know how you feel or rather how Eric feels about uh, Far From Home coming out after Endgame. So we're not going to rehash that one. Oh, but Jesus. so Yes, just, we all know. <laughs> just really quick. What are your thoughts about the now that we're actually getting movies again? Right. So we have Shang-Chi, mm. Black Widow, Eternals. I mean, you're a huge MCU yeah. guy. So is this something you're excited about? Like what's kind of your. Yeah, uh, I think it's a it's a brave new world. Uh, for what they're going to be trying to do. I don't think, you know, they're not going to reinvent the wheel, but they are going to 
maybe change the wheel out, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak. I think Shang-Chi will be good. I have no doubt about that. I am excited to see w- how they handle a big-budget martial arts film mm-hmm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, I'm just hoping, and it has to be, but I'm hoping the choreography is done even half as well as something like John Wick. Yeah. It, it, it has to be legit. It's Did you see who's going to be in the new John Wick? Uh, who? Which Donnie one? Yen. I did. That, I was wondering. He's, he's supposed to be like a friend, quote yeah. unquote, I think, so right? So I don't care anything about John Wick. I don't at all. But seeing Donnie Yen, oh, I'm like, I love it. okay, I need to take this seriously. Because the dude's just ridiculous. I mean. He's a legend. Yeah. My, my manager was sitting there. He's like, I don't see what the big deal is. I just look at him and I'm like, you get out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that and that's the type of choreography Shang-Chi has to have. Mm-hmm. It's got to have Donnie Yen choreography. These yeah. pan, these punches got to land. I, it, it, the trailer has shown some wire foo. I do not want wire foo. I don't like wire foo. I think it looks lame. It only worked in the Matrix because of that's the rules of the universe, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping it's mostly not that. I don't think it mostly is. Um, I think there's clearly going to be a fantastical element where it really goes into some like mythology and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then I think we're mostly going to get a grounded Kung Fu movie, which is what I'm really hoping for. I would be down for that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think, I think we are going to get it now. Now black widow, you know, comes out pretty soon. I'm beginning to feel like could be the next Winter Soldier. It's kind of what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. The vibe is very Winter Soldier. I really like, like, it's really grounded. Taskmaster is an awesome villain in the comics. Seeing him fight like all the other superheroes that we've seen is going to be really interesting. Like, in the trailer, we see him fight like Hawkeye, Captain America, Black Panther, uh, and I think we've probably seen a few others. And it's just really cool. And it's going to be cool to see a character like Black Widow, who is all skill, go against someone who can copy her abilities just by watching her fight. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to lead to some really creative fight scenes. And I also think the impact of this film, I think everyone, I'm hoping I'm right about this. I think everyone's underestimating the importance of this prequel. Uh, I think it's actually going to have future implications that might be major. Mm-hmm. Um, but that might be hopeful speaking, but I can't imagine Marvel creating a prequel that has no impact on anything else, especially with a women of color lead. Truly, truly. <laughs> See, what I didn't realize is with, that took uh, me a minute. I'm like, <laughs> I know it was, it was good, it was a deep cut. Um, with uh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus, she was supposed to be in uh, Black Widow first before Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I don't know if like that was supposed to be the same character or not, or if they just incorporated her into that show. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested. I think having uh, what's his bucket Harbor David Harbor is that right? Yeah, yeah, I like him. Um, I don't care what mm-hmm. people say about Stranger Things. He was easily one of the best parts of that show so i'm intrigued i don't know if i'm gonna rush out and see that but i'm definitely curious to see what will happen 
Man, you're not going to rush out and see Black Widow. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. We'll see. Wow. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, and then Eternals. I don't know what to think about Eternals. Uh, the trailer is pretty mediocre. Um, but this isn't the first MCU. I actually don't like the first Guardians trailer. I actually think it wasn't like some people liked it. I thought it was kind of it's where they're all in the lineup and stuff. Oh, yeah. It, just, yeah. it felt tri- it felt really try hard to me, even though it's like a pretty cool moment. Um, but this looks like a film that wants its cake. And it wants to eat it too. like. It feels like so far. It wants to be a more artsy film while mm. also having some Marvel trappings in terms of humor. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't tell like if it actually has this green filter on it that looks makes it look like a movie from the 2000s mm-hmm. or if that's not actually going to be present. Uh, Marvel is known for completely altering their trailers. So yeah, yeah. I wouldn't it, mind it, that. It, it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to tell. It, it's got a big cast, which is my mm-hmm. biggest concern. I don't think you're going to be able to do all these people justice. You could. You definitely could. We, we've seen movies do it before. It's just not easy. Yeah. So I think it'll be good. Uh, now, I, I don't know if it's going to be what some people like Eric are wanting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this like high art Marvel film. Uh, I don't see that happening. Um, but I do see something different coming because it's a, a different perspective in terms of like magnitude. Yeah. For the MCU. Pop, pop. So that that will be interesting. <laughs> pop pop. <laughs> yeah, I and Chris, I want to hear your thoughts too, but I was all about the trailer until the very end. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. Lord, more MCU quips. <sighs> See, I love MCU quips, but when I saw it in this trailer, I had this, I had a similar feeling. Yeah. And yeah, it totally didn't seem to fit too well. But. No, and I'm sure it'll fit the same. And that's the thing. I just, as a trailer, I'm like... yeah. They had to say it's still a Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. didn't want people to be like, what's this? What's this high art stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we get Loki this week. Oh, is that this week? Huh. Yeah, yeah it's, it's on it, Wednesday. Well, yeah. we'll be like halfway through by the time this episode's posted, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, almost. Man, done, Loki probably. is so good. Everybody, I, I'm so Loki glad is great. About you should it. watch it. <laughs> oh man. All right, Chris. You know what your job is right now. Sign up for the Monsters or Spend Patreon for $5 a month or higher. And then listen to them. Two, $2 is fine, too. Any support is more than welcome. Reviews but five are is even very welcome. more welcome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, Alex. Five stars, $5. <laughs> So, Alex, if people uh, want to hear your podcast, where can they find you? 
what social media sites uh, are you begrudgingly chained to? And uh, yeah, I know you've kind of given us inclinations of what's going on in the future, but I, I have to personally plug your guys' episode on the ritual. So I didn't think I would love that movie. I walked away from that and movie incredibly disturbed, but I loved it. Yeah, And that honestly may be one of your guys' best episodes that you've ever done. So I, really just, I, I need that. to say that, but it probably it, was. Are you still working on your piece that you're going to write? Uh, I haven't actually started it. It's in my head. I'm getting into this uh, habit of when I go on walks, kind of working on stuff that way. But yeah, I am planning on working on it. So, Okay. I can't wait to read it. I need, I need to talk to you more uh, off here mm-hmm. uh, about the movie. I would love to hear, hear more about you, I, I, uh, your I opinions on it. I am um, absolutely surprised how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a surprising movie. Um, yeah, but yeah, we're at MVM underscore pod on Twitter. If you're interested in seeing what I'm up to, I'm at Al Cornette. I do get into some trouble on Twitter. Um, <laughs> not as and- <laughs> much anymore. <laughs> not as much anymore. Um, you can find our Patreon at Monsters versus Men. I think and give five dollars. Yeah, two, two or five or whatever you whatever you feel is reasonable considering our product. Um, and yeah, just just we we'd love to hear from you. Review us. Also, if you join soon, you might be able to vote on a movie. Uh, we we, we let our patrons vote on our series. They vote on every movie right now. Uh, against our Twitter audience, and they're currently they're they're butting heads a lot. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. Twitter versus tw- Twitter's versus Patreon, and then we're having to leave it to the executive producers and producer Michael's not doing his job. Yep, Michael's not doing his job, so we haven't gotten to the death match yet that I I was looking forward to, but well, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, catch us there. All right, well. You already know the drill with the conclusion. So, Chris, I'm just going to let you end it here because, you know. Yes. So, may you give $5 to the Monsters vs. Men Patreon. May Savenger watch over you, Wyndham empower you, and King Joe bring you joy. (laughs) 